0: What is going on with the Boston Celtics? Two straight duds. Now they're facing a little bit of adversity. Huh. We're going to talk about it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics. Who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O'B. above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ. Keep John on replay. Prime time, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining J's how we started, raising banners, how we finished, Locked on Celtics, pod home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it is your team every day. And I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device if you're a subscriber. So make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast. Wherever podcasts exist, that's where you'll find this. However you found it, that's where you can subscribe. Even on YouTube, if you're a first-time YouTube watcher, first-time listener, welcome aboard. I'm really happy to have you on board. Even after this game where the Celtics lose by 20, their worst loss of the season, 113-93, to to the L.A. Clippers. Uh, This was a disjointed mess of a game from the beginning. There was never any flow. There was never any continuity. There was never any sign of the Celtics' offense that we've come to know and love and really just enjoy watching over the course of them racking up 21 wins so far. They're still the best team in the league, and there's no need to overreact. But my first take, my big overall take is, hey, how about this? The Celtics are now facing some adversity. Later on, I'll get into the individual performances and some of the uh, the, the, the Joe Missoula with the minutes and and Grant Williams with the referee thing. And again, again, I'm going to do that again. Uh, and and some of the other little things from from the game, but my my big take, the first thing that comes to my mind, where my takeaway from this game is, well, the Celtics now have some adversity. They they had a stretch earlier in the season where, yeah, they lost three out of four games, but we we didn't know who the Celtics were back then. Now we know the Celtics are the best team in the league, and everybody looks to the Celtics and say that that has been the Absolute juggernaut of this season. Jason Tatum is an MVP candidate. Jalen Brown is an All NBA candidate. This team, Joe Mazzulla is a Coach of the Year candidate. All of these things, and now over two games, and it's it's only two games, so the sample size is generally small. But the Celtics have gone from the best offense in the league to literally the worst offense in the league over the last two games. Their offensive rating is down to 99 over the last two games. So. Two game sample size means nothing, but it's just an an indicator that the Celtics' overall offensive rating is, which is somewhere around 120, is down to 99 over the past two games. That's how bad their offense has been. They have not been able to kind of kickstart. It's like trying to start your car if you're if you're in New England right now and you know it's cold. You know how cold it is outside, and I. Every one of us has had that moment where, you know, depending on the car you drive, I've had moments like this in my life. It gets cold and you're like, oh boy. Oh boy, I hope this thing starts today. <laughs> and that's what the Celtics offenses felt like. You put the key in, you turn it, and you say, okay, baby, what do you got for me? And that tells you how old I am, I guess, because I'm sure some of you uh, younger folks would be like, you put your key in where? You turn a key to start a car. What? Yeah, that's how that's how it used to go. Many of us have cars that you put a key in and you turn the key. So that's the analogy I'm making. Turning the key in the cold. I'm speaking to a lot of people my age in New England who know, like you. You try to you get that that engine try to turn. And you're like, ah, oh, damn it, damn it, damn it. <laughs> I need a jump. Somebody, I need a jump, which in this case would be Robert Williams or Al Horford coming back. But the Celtics offense is kind of stalled. And one thing that was abundantly clear in this game is that every miss felt short, every miss hit the front of the rim. And that's just a team that is struggling. With no legs. And, and after the word, after the game, Jason Tatum did mention, he said, in one of his answers, so I don't know if it's fatigue. I don't know if it's this or if it's that. He kind of casually mentioned the fatigue thing. Think that there is some of that. Definitely think that there is some of that. And, and I don't want to sit here like people are going to say, oh, you're making excuses. Hey, this is a long road trip. They... I, I normally, I, I cover all of these games at the Garden. I can't even remember the last time I was at the Garden. It, it was a long time ago, man. It's They will have been gone for two weeks. That's a long road trip. That takes a lot out of a team. Really makes me appreciate even more the, uh, the Spurs rodeo road trips and how those teams navigated those rodeo road trips. But if you don't know that, if you don't know what it is, Google it, because the Spurs go on these rodeo road trips that are just killers super long trips so i do think that there's some level of the shots aren't falling because they're they're just kind of they have no legs but and 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 i i do think that there is some level of they will find their legs back home and even if they lose even if they lose to the lakers which I know your stomach just churns when you think about that possibility, but even if they lose to the Lakers, they will have gone three and three on this road trip. And ultimately that's a fine, it's a fine trip going three and three in the road trip on the surface is, it's okay. In the grand scheme of things, it's not okay considering how they've played, but in the grand scheme of things, you say, okay, you split your games in the road, you win your games at home, you get yourself a 60 win season and you're happy. But, I do think that there is some level of concern with how they've played and this level of adversity, this, this bit of adversity that they're facing is their first really big challenge as a team. It's the first really big challenge as a coach, as star players, as role players, because Tatum has not played well. Jalen has generally played better. Uh, he played fine in this game uh, in 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 stretches. Uh, he was a minus twenty six, so I mean, he was on the floor for the worst of the worst. But he shot okay. He was in foul trouble, so and and he made really a really bad decision, which he acknowledged after the game, after a bad turnover, where he tried to make up for it in that same play, and he went for the block and ended up committing the foul, his third foul. And he's right. After the game, he said, who knows if I don't do that, if I just let it go, maybe it's a different game. And maybe it is. Maybe it's not. It's hard to say because they played so poorly. It's hard to imagine any one little play making that big of a difference. But how they navigate out of this is going to be very interesting to see. And hey, every great story needs a little bit of drama. It needs a little bit of adversity. It needs a little bit of something. The the protagonist has to have some sort of challenge, and obstacle, uh, something to overcome. And here we are. The Celtics, the protagonists of this story, are in a spot here where they tried way too hard. I fully believe this. They tried way too hard against Golden State. They put way too much emphasis on that game, and it knocked them into a funk. They They put way too much into sending a message to Golden State. And that I think carried over into this Clippers game where they they almost kind of, I don't know, they 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 knocked them, they not they knocked their spine out of alignment, let's say. They now they're dealing with some sciatica. That's another old man reference that I can make. Or anybody that deals with sciatica knows what I'm talking about. But they have done something to knock themselves out of sync and they are trying to get themselves back into sync. Can they do it against the Lakers? Uh, I don't know. Maybe (laughs) it's going to be hard. Anthony Davis is playing out of control, but it's going to be hard to do. And they, they have to, but they have a choice to make. They have a choice to make. And that choice is, can we, can we play, the free-flowing style of offense that got us to where we need to be? Can can the Celtics get back to that style of offense that was bailing out their poor defense? And I'll get into the poor defense because that was a big part of how the, the Clippers got going again. And look, not having Al Horford, big problem. Big, big problem. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. First, today's show is brought to you by Prize picks, daily fantasy, very simple, very fun, very easy to play. And because it's you against projections, statistical projections over unders, it's a lot more fun to play than a lot of these other daily fantasy sites. That's you against other people. And you know that these other people have technical advantages that make it hard. No, you go to prize picks. You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than the projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry, you versus the projections on any sport that you watch. I cannot stress the breadth of options that you have when it comes to sports. All the major pro sports, all the college sports, uh, eSports, NASCAR, uh, tennis, MMA. You can even get to like disc golf and Euro basketball, cricket. You got plenty of options, and the entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Super easy. Safe and fast withdrawals is maybe the more important thing here because you win. You want your money. It's currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So, download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. You deposit 100, you get 100. You deposit 50, Prize Picks gives you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. You can actually go to Locked On Lakers, make Locked On Lakers your second listen because I will be on the Locked On Lakers podcast uh, on the Tuesday podcast. And so go check it out uh, wherever you get your podcast. You can watch the show on YouTube. Go leave a ton of comments on Locked On Lakers and represent represent the Celtics represent locked on Celtics go there and make your stand make yourself known because they are getting a little too a little too uppity when it comes to the Lakers okay Anthony Davis is playing pretty well and and yeah our subscriber numbers go back and forth we're very very close to one another so feel free to go into the On Lakers comment section and stand your ground and represent the Celtics. Celtics didn't represent themselves very well in Los Angeles. They didn't shoot well at all. They finished 9 of 39 from 3, 23%, which is just I mean unfathomable for for this team. I, I couldn't believe it's very it's very uh princess bride inconceivable. You keep using that word. I don't not think it means what you think it means the Celtics could not shoot and the Celtics i mean it's so bad and this is why i feel comfortable in saying it's an aberration they shot 18 of 26 from the free throw line it's the second straight game where they couldn't even make their free throws that is that's that's an outlier and after the game grant williams said i feel like these two games are outliers for us but and and I agree, but you you gotta find a way to, I mean, if anything, make your free throws. Uh to shoot 43.5%, 23% from three, 69% from the free throw line, true shooting is just abysmal. The Celtics have the best true shooting in the league at 62%. Um let me see here. I can quickly get the uh, advanced numbers here. They're true shooting in this one, 53%. So they're 9% less. True shooting takes into account three-pointers and free throws. Their effective field goal percentage, 49%, is a number that takes into a, it, weights three-pointers. So their shooting has been terrible. Meanwhile, the Clippers' true shooting was at uh, 57%. Their effective field goal percentage was 54%. They couldn't miss. And I think that was a function of Blake Griffin and Blake. I'm not getting on Blake because he's, he's doing the best he can. But I think having him out there, first of all, he's, he's never intended to play this much. So having him start these games is, is obviously outside of the norm so, fine. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not criticizing Blake, but having him out there, I think really it's not a surprise that two teams, two good teams, two teams that can step into mid-range shots, two teams that understand you know, where and and how to make baskets, even though that Clippers offense is not great, Paul George knows how to make a bucket, Kawhi Leonard knows where to go to make a bucket, and he loves it in that mid-range. Marcus Morris knows how to score a bucket, man. That dude can score. A lot of these guys stepped into clean shots, and at first the Celtics were dropping, and there was that drop coverage again. But then they started switching, and it didn't matter because you could just shoot over the top of Blake Griffin. He's not going to come out and challenge. The difference between having Blake and having Al Horford was stark because you can't shoot directly over the top of Al Horford. Not only is he taller and a better defender and has is is even at his age, more spry than Blake Griffin. He's he recognizes things faster on the defensive end. He recognizes plays. He understands what the other team is doing. He's he understands what the entire Celtics defense is built around. He understands his teammates. So, having Horford just on the defensive end can help prevent a little bit of Kawhi Leonard shooting 10 of freaking 12. I mean, come on. Marcus Morris, 6 of 8. Those guys, 16 of 20 for those two guys. That is, talk about outlier performances. Those are outlier performances. And Paul George drops 26, mostly from the free throw line. Um hits a couple of threes, 8 of 22. The, the Celtics should be able to survive that. But I think defensively, letting, letting those guys get going, same as the Golden State Warriors game. Guys got going early, and once once that spigot was open, once that water was running, they couldn't cut that off. And the Celtics just could never get their offense running. And that there's there's blame to go around for everybody. Malcolm Brogdon did well, so he's out of, of the blame. Uh, Grant Williams, I think, aside from the one play, I'll talk about it next with this with with um, Luke Kennard hitting a three, the officiating and all of that stuff. Aside from that, Grant was great. I thought Grant Grant came in in the third quarter and. Gave the Celtics a chance, but at every turn, every time the Celtics actually did get a stop, they turn the ball over in the middle of the lane. Live ball turnovers. They gave up 10 steals, 10 of their 15 turnovers were live ball steals. And all of them seemed to be right in the middle of the lane. The Celtics, I'm going to, I didn't even know. I, I'll tell you what. I haven't even looked at the fast break points, but I'm, I'm willing to bet as I get ready to look at it right now, they're outscored by double digits. Fast break points. 14 to 1. There we are. How do you get one fast break point? How is that possible? You get fouled on the fast break. 14 to 1. Points in the paint was even. Second chance points killed the Celtics too. 16 to nine. They gave up too many second chances, especially early on. But again, that's Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin, you know, you have to make a decision. Like, the first two plays of the game, I, the first one was Reggie Jackson just waltzing into a layup and then a couple of plays later was Zubach getting an offensive rebound. All of that stuff uh, was directly tied to Blake defensively. But I know offensively, how many times has Al Horford hit huge shots? Now everybody was in a funk, uh, but who knows? Maybe, maybe Horford, if he was here, he could have hit a couple of these shots. Hard to say. Hard to say. Um, but that's that. I think is is kind of just the basic flow of the game. The Celtics couldn't get into a flow. Um, Tatum again, not great couldn't hit threes, forced a couple. They had a couple of stretches there where they, they took quick shots. It was not just overall, just a bad game, bad game, offensively, defensively. Once, once the, the Clippers got going, they couldn't get, they couldn't be stopped. So up next, some of the more frustrating parts, including the officiating that just drives me nuts. That's coming up next. First, BetOnline your number one source for all of your betting needs uh whatever it is that you want to get into bet online has it latest odds latest trends every professional league every amateur league out there check it out pro football college football bowl season is 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 right around the corner here basketball world cup is still going on it's all there at betonline.net sports podcasts you love this sports podcast you'll find even more at bet online as well it's the fastest and easiest way to get everything you need for your betting information you can head on over to the website you can use your mobile device if you'd like to do that very easy to use bet online is where the game starts please gamble responsibly thanks for making locked on Celtics your first listen every day head on over to locked on sports today to make that your second listen If you want to get caught up in the world of sports, 22 minutes, everything you need to know, local experts coverage, like you'll never find anywhere else. Check it out. Lockdown sports today, wherever you found this podcast. And it's also on YouTube after the game Tatum, very interesting comments from these guys lately. Tatum said, we want to be perfect so bad, uh, you know, and, and, this is where he had the quote where he said, whether it's fatigue, maybe we're playing too tense, but we're not perfect. We're not going to be perfect. I think we want to be perfect so bad. We've been playing so well a season that when we haven't these past two games, it's felt a little bit worse, which as he says, it's a good thing, right? Everyone in the locker room feels like they should win every game. They're not just brushing off these losses. It it, it hurts them to a certain degree. And Tatum said, look, we got to get back to having fun. This is basketball. We get paid a lot of money and there shouldn't be we shouldn't be that tense. It's not the finals. It's December 12th. Uh this won't matter in 4 months, but we got to have fun along the way. The Celtics have to get back to playing free, playing fun. And as I've said in the past couple of podcasts, the the that comes from confidence and building yourself up to a point where it doesn't matter who the opponent is. You're going to approach every game the same way. And maybe you have uh, different game plans, but mentally you approach the game the same way. The Celtics can't have these these lapses. They can't have these times where they let the officiating get the best of them. And the, the one play here that's the most egregious thing, now it's a 14-point game, and the Celtics, it seemed like they got to stop. Okay, they didn't because a, a backcourt violation wasn't called. The referee thought that the 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 ball was tipped. She was signaling that the ball was tipped. When Luke Kennard went back to get the ball, there was no whistle. So Grant Williams is pointing the other way and walking. Yay. Ah, we forced the turnover. Nope. No whistle. Get back. Get back. Play defense. Marcus Smart looked at it and, and was jumping around. No whistle. Get back and play play defense. Stop jumping around. Stop trying to get, stop arguing in that moment. We get it. There was a blown call. No one is disputing the fact that it was a blown call. No one's disputing what happened in the moment, but Grant Williams even admitted to this, to his credit, when that play happened and you get so caught up that your reaction is to look to the official and scream. Instead of recognizing that your guy has the ball, he is a great shooter, and he is about to step into a shot, that that right there was the capper. That made it a 17-point game with 8.30 to go. The Celtics were never playing good enough to get back from that kind of deficit. They could have. They could have. 17 points in that situation feels like a lot, but... if they they had continued to play the way they were playing kind of at that point, they were starting to pick up their defense. They were starting to pick things up. But that play is indicative of how easy it is for the Celtics right now to get pulled out of what they do and and to let their emotions get the worst of them. I, I yell at Grant on this podcast plenty and he's done this before he's he he does this I, I hope that I hope really strongly I hope that he's looks at this play as like a rock bottom moment because Grant has now been ejected twice this season and he's had multiple moments where arguing has cost him and this is the most egregious one you can't let this happen. Play out the damn play. Guard this guy and get the rebound and then you can look to the ref. It's 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 infuriating. And these guys they just have to find it somewhere within themselves to put this away. Just put it just get rid of this, this element of your game. The Celtics will get a boost from Robert Williams at some point, And he certainly would have helped. There are, there's help along the way with Al Horford. But the Celtics, as Jason Tatum has said multiple times, the Celtics have a choice to make. On this road trip, the Celtics have their best win of the season. Two of their best wins of the season. One, their biggest blowout win, their, their just demolition of the Phoenix Suns. we you go back to that Raptors game and how they looked in the first half and how they came out and, and in the second half and made a choice and, and got through this level of adversity. They could have done it against the, the Clippers but they could just never get themselves together. Tatum can't can't get himself together. Uh, Jalen was in foul trouble. Smart as the point guard. it's not doing a good enough job organizing these guys. They have to find their way out of this. They have a choice to make here, and I'm very curious to see how quickly they can make this choice. You come out of this, you've got the Lakers next. The Lakers, you lose to the Lakers... That's going to be a huge game for LA. And this is a huge... Th- think about the three teams that they are facing here. The Celtics walk into these games as the best team in the league. And they're still the best team in the league record-wise. record, wi- record wise. So, Golden State at home. They were 11-2, 11-2 at home at that point. But 2-11 on the road... So like they they came in as a 500 team with something to prove. The the Warriors actually had something to prove and they they saw the Celtics there and they said, "Ah, this is this is where we prove it." The Clippers with Kawhi back, they had something to prove and they proved it. The Lakers have been playing better. They have something to prove because the criticism of the Lakers is you've done it mostly against the bad teams. You've done it mostly against lesser competition. Well, there's no greater competition than the Boston Celtics and you can catch them right now in their little funk. The Celtics have to make sure that they're ready for the Lakers best shot because Anthony Davis is playing great. He's playing at an MVP level. You can't let him, you can't let him go off. You can't go out there and you lose to the Lakers, even though at the end at the end, if they lose and they're three and three, hopefully in a month, we forget about this. MLK days in a month. That's the next big the you, Christmas is coming up soon, and that's the first really big weekend for the Celtic for for the NBA. And then MLK days coming up, and that's the next big one. The Celtics have an opportunity by that next one to have all of this stuff forgotten, but would really be nice if they could get themselves together. And send a message against the Lakers. Send a message to themselves against the Lakers. That you can go out there and you can get out of this funk and you can pull out of it. Two-game losing streak, not a big deal at all. All the best teams in the world have two-game losing streaks on their resume. So, not a big deal. See what they do. I'll be back after the Lakers game with another very, very late podcast for you. So subscribe if you are an early riser. you might I might be catching some of you on the back end. Some of you might have gone to sleep and you're waking up to this podcast because it's going to publish it at about 4.30 in the morning. So hopefully I'm catching you, well, at least on the East Coast. Maybe, maybe some of you internationally would be like, this is going to be a podcast for dinner time. So wherever it is, whenever it is, I hope you enjoy the podcast. And I hope you subscribe if you're not. And if you are a subscriber, I hope you share the podcast and tell your friends and everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.